You're listening to Those Girls with Arthritis podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Bree. And I'm Becca. Through this podcast, we hope to give a more personal view into life with chronic illnesses. Share with us, learn with us, and grow with us. Welcome to Those Girls with Arthritis. Hey guys, welcome back to Those Girls with Arthritis. As always, this is Bree, and I'm here with my co-host, Becca. Hey y'all, it's another day, another week, another podcast episode. How have you been, Bree? Uh, good. Yeah, all good. This yeah. month is flying. Oh, June yeah. is flying. Um, I don't know when this episode will be out, probably like the end of June, but this month is already flying, and been busy with making plans for the fall more wedding planning and yes everything it's like a full-time like i need to make that tiktok it's like a full-time job you need to especially because you've been so on top of all of your stuff i feel like i'm behind in my weddings before you're not (laughs) you're not no but i mean me too i feel like this last couple weeks as things start opening up and things, you know, kind of goes into what we were chatting about this week with traveling. That's kind of our big topic. I know we wanted to talk about with the summertime and people flying and road tripping. Yeah. What do you do traveling with a chronic illness? Yeah. What do I do different? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Where do we start? Um, Road trips are obviously like very different, I feel like, with chronic illness and that's a lot of what with covid and stuff max and i were doing we went up north like three times last year in a car so we did like three road trips from florida to delaware to new jersey and how many hours is that it's a lot the first one we did one day too which was like awful Max is still like traumatized. Um, <laughs> do you drive during it or do you um, let Max? Uh oh. <laughs> I say I drive, but I'll drive maybe like a few, like maybe like three hours of the whole thing. Yeah. Um, I'll be like, oh yeah, I drove through like North Carolina or like I'll drive through like one state just to say I did. Um, but he usually does most of the driving. Yeah, the first time we did the big road trip, we did it without, like, without staying overnight. We stopped, obviously, but we didn't stay overnight, and that was rough. And then after that, we stayed overnight, like, halfway through, which helped a little bit, but it still sucks. Um, The first one, I wasn't prepared enough because I hadn't, like, road tripped like that in a while with, like, thinking with, like, with my chronic illness in mind especially, so, the, like, my second and third one last summer, I was definitely more prepared. Um, I got this, like, heated blanket that plugged into, like, the car, like, the uh, like the cigarette lighter so thingy. So smart. It plugged into that because heat, like, really helps me when I'm, like, feeling stiff. And we were traveling, like, more so, like, in the cooler months um, for up north. So, it was getting colder and my body doesn't really agree with that. So we got a heated blanket for the car. I would bring like a bunch of pillows and stuff to kind of like, just like be able to sleep on it better and pad the area. I got this giant like water jug. So I was like making sure I was staying hydrated because it can be annoying to stay hydrated on road trips because then you have to stop and go to the bathroom. But it's definitely helpful. And if you can time like it out right with stopping and stuff, um, I definitely noticed a difference when I was doing that too. 
But that's just for like road trips. Do you do road trips a lot? Yeah. And especially growing up, we did a lot of road trips, which um, we were family of five and three girls. So I know on our sister's episode, my sisters always joke about me getting the front seat and stuff. But that was one of the biggest things that my parents saw to kind of help me was being able to be in the front seat and being able to kind of stretch out. Mm -hmm. And I also would get sort of car sick. I feel like later in life, like, yeah as I got on different medicines and different medications and things, which is so funny, or maybe it was just because I moved to Florida and there's no mountains down here. And then I go back up to Georgia and I'm like, Oh my God, this elevation. But I definitely feel like you have to prepare like for the traveling. And like you were right, the road tripping is very different than planes. I personally like doing planes now just because from here to Atlanta, from where I live, doorstep to my parents' doorstep, it was about seven and a half hours. Yeah. And if we go to the mountains, it's like nine and a half. So, I mean, I also just like the time and convenience. Like, the flight is only 45 minutes. You know, I'm on, you know, waiting through security during that. It's like half the time to fly than the road trip. But I also, like, I know my parents, like you were saying, would also make sure when we were road tripping, like we'd have drinks and snacks and kind of things to distract us. So we always get like mad libs or we'd get like comics or we get things. We'd have the DVD player in the car to watch movies. So like try and kind of do that. And I remember my mom would always make us like stop and get out and walk and stretch our legs and do things like that. I just think that's like super important, but I love the heated blanket idea for sure. That was super cool. I know after my first road trip last year, it like really threw me for a loop. Like my body was like, no, because I did it totally wrong. I like didn't Mm -hmm. stop enough, didn't take extra medicine, didn't drink enough water, things like that. Um, So I posted like on my arthritis Instagram and was like, what are your tips for road trips? Because this was not easy um and somebody suggested that and like a few of the other things so yeah. that was super nice um but I can't really think for cars I mean I always try to have like a little bag with like my medicine and like things I might like might need on hand oh that's separate yeah. and like up front with me because I might need an extra leave or Tylenol or whatever um so yeah. making sure I have that and when I was asking you about if you drive or max drives I actually prefer to drive yeah because I feel like I don't notice the drive in like my yeah. body which is funny to think about because it's like seven hours like gripping the steering wheel and like sitting in the same spot in your knee and like that sort of stuff like I feel like I don't know why maybe it's like more of a mental thing that maybe. it helps me driving compared to physically yeah but I don't know yeah I always I'll if I know I'm going to be in the car for a long time, whether it's a road trip or just visiting friends or doing whatever, I always make sure to like pre-plan with um, packing and then with medicine, like taking a little bit of extra medicine yeah. a couple days before. So my body's not like Same. super overwhelmed. Yeah. But I know like, I guess with packing, like it's just always an ordeal of packing. You never know. Yeah, how true. you're gonna feel do I want comfy clothes do I want this clothes like not even like if it's hot or it's a cold it's more of like what's a convenience for me and how my body feels so yeah like, that's so true um when it comes to like packing I always take like extra medicine too yeah. because it happened like so last year with COVID and everything Max and I drove up in june i guess it was we were planning on staying a week mm-hmm. and that week turned into like three i think oh, yeah. we, we ended up staying there up there for three weeks so thank god i brought extra medicine <laughs> because i needed it 
so now we kind of like that's like a habit of mine and max is like when we're packing to make sure we have enough stuff like for at least a few extra days if you're flying you never know what if your flight's gonna get changed or if something might happen and you like need that it's i'd rather have it on hand with me than be like calling my doctor freaking out trying to get it to the pharmacy in a different state which is always like a whole thing i don't know they just like always make it hard but um i always try to bring like extra of that I know like at like usually where I'm going is usually like at my parents' house or something. They have like a heating pad and blanket and things like that for me. But when we were driving, I was bringing my own heated blanket and everything. Obviously for flying, you might not be able to bring that with you too. Yeah. Um, but I'm trying to think if there's anything else like I know with driving like I'll, I'll bring a pillow like my yeah own pillow and stuff for my neck and my back and that sort of stuff definitely I know and I've learned to like pack for comfort like you said more so mm-hmm. than anything like just pack the white sneakers that you can wear with everything and that are comfortable mm-hmm. rather than thinking oh I'll wear these shoes and these shoes and like worrying about that because you don't end up I never end up wearing different shoes you know what's funny with the road tripping I know um People would always be like, oh, wear tennis shoes. And I'm like, I'm like the opposite. I'd rather like have flip-flops. Yeah. It's like easy on and off. And my feet aren't like restricted for a few hours and things like that. I think I've done both. Yeah. And I I, usually if I'm wearing the sneakers, I usually end up taking them off anyway. Um, But so that's kind of. I just wear flip-flops now. Yeah. How's um, traveling on planes for you? I just love flying. It's just so convenient. I know. Planes are a lot easier for me at least right now but I know you and I were chatting before this about like what a pain it can be if you are doing like a weekly self-injection or Mm -hmm. something like that it depends on like the medicine the airline like who's working that day probably at TSA and stuff like that I've never done it because we did a lot of road trips and like I, I think I said to you earlier we would try to like plan almost around like my methotrexate shot when I was on that so I would do it like right like the day we left or like the day before we left mm-hmm. so then by the time we came back like I was fine like I it was a back you know because usually like you know we were only gone for a week or right. a weekend or something like that um so we tried to plan around that but definitely if you're traveling with an injection and going on a plane make sure you like have the necessary yeah like paperwork and and everything like that if it has to be in a cooler bag or something and we drove with it before my with when I was on Ben Lista we drove with it um and I was so nervous because I was like oh my god like it's gonna get too cold like it's gonna get too warm I was like I was freaking out because like you can't you don't want it to get too cold like in an ice pack like when it's surrounded by an ice pack and get like frozen right so like i was worried about that but the chances of that were very slim but then i like was like worried about the temperature the, the whole time. time it would happen to me literally <laughs> so i flew in the airplane one time with yeah. it and it was an ordeal and i don't know if it's just my luck and it also i was trying to do the math in my head it was almost 10 years ago so i also feel like probably a lot of things have changed since then but um i Thankfully, like the medicine that I had came with a travel case and it came with a card and I had my doctor write me a letter before I left. And so I had all my documents. So the TSA, like you were saying, woman was really nice after they pulled me in the room and made me wait for 20 minutes. But they were all, (laughs) they were all, I was just so, it just, I feel like it's like an inconvenience almost, which is not even fair for you to think that because 
you're not an inconvenience and you're just traveling to get, I think I was going home for the holidays or something like super simple. It wasn't anything crazy. But when I do travel, I will literally pay the extra 50 to $60, whatever it is to be nonstop. Yeah. Like I don't, I cannot do connecting flights. And I know one time like I had traveling with friends and they were like, well, we're going to do this. But they had like two connecting flights. I'm like, well, I'm going to pay the extra $150 to just be nonstop. And they're like, you're crazy. I'm like, I would just, it just makes you Mm. feel better. Not having to get on and off a plane and move your bags, like carrying Do you ever, um, like, so I usually fly Spirit or Frontier because you know, I don't care and I'm cheap. Oh. <laughs> so I, sh- and I'm really cheap because I've got like a backpack that I can just put everything in the backpack and not have to pay for a carry on or a checked yeah. bag. Um, I have the base one. I'll show it to you later. If you haven't heard of this backpack, it's amazing. It opens up like a piece of luggage. Oh, wow. So you can like put everything in there and then close and then it. And just fold it. And zip it up. Anyway, um, a backpack is amazing. And so I always bring a backpack, but if, I am bringing a bag for some reason. I hate, like, it's, I just hate bringing it on the plane. Because I know I can't lift it above my head into that freaking, like, overhead thing. So I'd much rather just check it. Oh, I just ask people. I go, hey, sir, can you help me? Or the one one time I did do that, and now I just, I just, I just, I have no shame. I'm like, yeah, I can't really lift this. And they lift it, like, oh, it's pretty light. I'm like, no, you're just really strong. Oh, my God. (laughs) No, but I do, I fly Southwest, and it's two checked bags. That's nice. It's so convenient. Like, I just think about how I used to have my, like, Vera Bradley bag. I still have my Vera Bradley bag. Your Dolphin. I have one too yeah i would take that and i'd be so afraid to check a bag because what if it got lost or this or that and christmas presents were in there so i'd lug it through the whole airport and then once so that's the other thing i hate i, I hate like age. Yeah. having it with me like if i want to get food or something i don't want to be dragging it around all day in the airport yeah so but i'd having much rather just check is just so easy oh, you the backpack on your so back nice. you don't have to worry about and i have everything with wheels now so if I do use one of my beer Bradley, I like whisper it, beer Bradley, one of my duffel bags, I'd make sure I at least have a rolling suitcase that I yeah. can like put it on top of, but no. And then um, my mother-in-law just got me, I've never had one before, but the little neck rest oh, pillow. Yes. I've never, do you have one of those? No. Oh, well, I've never had one before because I always, not that I, I don't know. I just was like, I don't know if I would ever like it. Use it, yeah. But when someone else gets it for you, it's like, oh, this is nice. Yeah. It'll yeah. probably be really nice when you're traveling, oh, to be yeah. honest. And I'm sure in the car and stuff, too, it's oh, going to really be nice. But yeah. They I make, know. like, really fancy ones of those. I've seen so many different kinds. Yeah. I just, um, traveling, like, it, it should be easy. But mm-hmm. I know with a chronic illness, you just, you have to take these extra steps and you have to, like, really think about it and I didn't want to say like you're traveling like I guess I put like tips and tricks but I don't know I just think you just have to do what makes you comfortable at the end of the day that's all yeah and I find it a lot easier to like I think I've said this before to like do the work on the front end to like try to avoid any sort of like mix up at the airport or anything like that because then it's like full stress panic mode like I just try to be prepared for like any scenario but that's just me <laughs> yeah I um so this isn't even like arthritis related but it kind of is 
But a few years ago, I dislocated my knee. So I had to do all the rehab, all that. And I was traveling for home for Christmas. And I, you know, I had my knee brace on and I had a little cane. I just upgraded from my walker to cane. I was super pumped. And I was like, okay. And my parents are like, you gotta like apply, like get the handicap, like boarding and stuff. I'm like, yeah. I don't know. I'm like, I don't want special treatment. Other people need it more than me. And they're like, no, you need to do like, you physically cannot walk. Like I was struggling with the cane. And I was like, fine. So I got it. Get to the airport. And I'm sitting with all the older, like, people. And I'm just, like, feeling like, like, why am I here? People are staring at me. And they can't tell. Like, I just dislocated my knee three weeks ago, you know? Like, and I'm just, like, feeling super self-conscious. And I'm looking at the clock. I'm looking at the clock. And I waved at this guy. I'm like, hello. My flight is, like, about to leave. I almost got up out of the, because what they do is they put you in a wheelchair and they put you in like a holding area with all the other wheelchair people. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, my flight is literally about to leave. They like forgot about me. And they're like, oh, well, we were paying attention to this and that. I'm like, I feel like I was being like ignored in a way. And I was just so upset because I'm like, like, I didn't didn't want to do it in the first place. And so then I get there and I barely make it to boarding. Barely. And they're like, oh, we didn't know she was here and all this stuff. And I was like, I will never, like, God bless those people who have to, like, fly like this every time. Because this was, like, so stressful. So stressful. So I finally get there. And they're like, ma'am, we're going to need you to um, walk, like, 20 rows back. That's the only seat open. And I literally started crying. And this woman got up in the front row. And she's like, which should have been my seat anyway. Yeah. She's like, oh, here. You you sit here. And I'll go back there. And I'm like just sitting there crying. And my knee was just throbbing. And I had my cane. And then I had my bag. And it was just such an ordeal. Getting off the plane wasn't as bad. But, you know, because they just make you wait. And then I people, people were, were trying then. to climb over me and my knee. So that oh was like my awkward. Gosh. It was just so – I was just sitting there. And I just felt so like – almost dehumanized like I just felt just so like yeah self-conscious and so just extreme and like I know the people like who do like travel and like are like having the wheelchair bound and are doing that and really need those extra steps that's why I felt almost guilty in a way yeah like taking it not advantage of that but like using it even though I know physically I thank god because I could not have walked through those huge airports yeah even the Atlanta airport is insane and so when they picked me up it was a nice experience being able to do that and them helping me with my bag and doing all that but coming home it was a lot easier but I don't know like I guess they were just short staffed or I don't know what happened but I was just like traumatized and I just like feel so bad because like what if I did miss my flight like whose fault was that was it theirs was it mine because you know I was just kind of watching Netflix I wasn't really paying attention to the time I was like oh they'll come get me but then I were your parents with you no I was solo so Michael dropped me off and then People are like, oh, here you go. Just sit in this chair. And literally there was a holding area of like 15 people in wheelchairs that they stage. Uh And then they were just kind of taking them to the elevator like two at a time, depending on when your flight was. Okay. So they just like forgot me. Oh my gosh. Because I think my group was a group of three. Mm -hmm. And like, oh, we'll be back for you. And that's when I started like paying attention to the time and like trying to wave people down. And yeah, the safety brake was on the wheelchair and I couldn't. I couldn't move it myself. Like, it was just so intense. Um, I guess this kind of relates to that. And I didn't tell you this yet. But 
last my last rheumatology appointment I brought it up to my doctor kind of relates to what you were talking about I guess um and I got a handicap tag yeah for my car like a did I tell you this I can't no. remember like a like just one of the ones that like dangles yeah my rheumatologist had like no problem giving that to me I had one back in like pediatrics but I haven't had it in a while and when Max and I were in Disney like a few weeks ago we were like we really wish we had that like I wish I like I wish I would have had it while I was there um so I asked my doctor about it went to the what's it called some it's called something different everywhere dmv tax collector's office it was so easy i just gave them the form for my doctor and he gave me two of them and expires in four years um but that's kind of like one of those other things too like you almost like it's like hard to use it and it's like but you know that like sometimes you need it and i only got it for like the really hard days when I still have to like be doing things yeah, or, or running Max errands isn't around or... and you have to do stuff. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, I know like I've talked about this with people before, like if they have one, if they don't. So I feel like that's, if you think you need it, don't be embarrassed or anything like that to ask for it from your doctor. And it's good to have that conversation with them about that too. Yeah. Cause once I got situated and once I got, on the flight and boarding and even coming home it was fine but it's just overwhelming when it's your first time and it's like yeah that mental like so not only do I have to physically worry about myself traveling but I also have to like mentally and emotionally worry about myself and I just feel like some people just don't get it like they don't understand like you know they don't goes behind it and even like when I'm packing my clothes and doing this stuff I'm like you know, I don't want to make it too heavy, but I'm like, I need these tennis shoes or I need these shoes or I might need, Literally. you know, this outfit or this outfit or, you know, I don't know. Yeah. It's hard. It gets really hard sometimes, but keep on pushing on. Keep on pushing on. But yeah, um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else to add to this. Just like I always just try to be as prepared as possible, but there's always going to mm-hmm. be scenarios that you might not have prepared for. And that's OK, too. Yeah. You'll figure it out. We yeah. always do. Like when you said you did the road trip and you're like, oh, I should have had this. Literally. This. Like, Literally. Yeah. But it's nice seeing what other people do. Like how you said the heated blanket. Like I never would have thought of that. Oh my gosh. I know. Um, so a few weeks ago we did um, our episode about flares. Um, and we had some people share some of their favorite like flare hacks. So we just want to share a few of those now. I don't know why I didn't think about the Epsom salt. Yeah. Like I know a few people did. Like I know um, Maggie did and a couple other people did. I love taking my bath with Epsom salt. Really? I've love never done it. that. My mom sometimes like will put it in your hot water. Or yeah. Something. yeah. I should, I like should do that more though. I need to get some. That's oh, I love idea. it. Especially after like I do events and especially like after long event days or event weeks. It's so nice to do that. Yeah. And then... I mean, a lot of people said heated blankets, heating pads. Um, I guess it definitely depends on if, like, ice or heat is better for you and your Mm -hmm. joints. But I always just find heat, even if it's, like, if if ice is better for, like, when your joints are swollen, heat's just, like, comforting to me. Like, a heated blanket, even if I'm, like, having a bad day. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, a lot of people rest, rest, rest. Yeah, agree. You know your body best, and you know yeah, when you are pushing yourself too hard or 
when you're about to push yourself too hard in a lot of the cases I feel like for me personally yeah so and like it's good to have a game plan if you think you are about to flare or knowing like what to do in case of a flare like talk about that with your doctors or rheumatologist whoever the specialist is that you see for your chronic illness and having a game plan because like I know like that if I'm flaring I can do like a a round of prednisone and like taper it down and my doctor and I have talked about that and um like I know the process of that but like don't one don't do things like that without talking to your doctor first um and being like positive that you're like taking the medicine correctly and everything like that but definitely talk to your doctor about a game plan of different things that you can do to help while flaring um because we can't always avoid when a flare is coming as much as we would like to but having a you know a plan a lot of this is about planning but having a plan for when you are flaring um can help a little bit have like even if it's like I know people say like toolkit have things like ready to go you know like your heated blanket heating pad Max and I like know where those things are you know when I need them if I need them um the paraffin wax if my hands are like having a bad day we kind of just like know what works and what's gonna bring me a little bit of comfort at least no that's good I love that that's exactly what you need to do and you know, like we just always say, do what's best for you. Keep it going one day at a time. Yeah. So Same thing with flares and same thing with traveling. Almost kind of connect because a lot of the times when you're traveling, you could flare. Mm-hmm. Um, just because there's so much changing and you're so hectic and so busy and you might not have all of your comfort tools. But um, having some sort of plan is a little helpful. Yes. So that's about it. Thank you all for listening. Have a great week. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe to our channel so you never miss an episode. We encourage you to share our podcast with others. And if you enjoyed listening today, please make sure to let us know. We always want to hear from our listeners. You can reach us on Facebook and Instagram at Those Girls With Arthritis.